Welcome to Possibilities Podcast Pandemic Minisodes, a bi-weekly mini-episode series where we delve into the possibilities within pandemic times. I'm Kamari, and I'm here with Umang as we will be co-hosting this episode. Hello, lovely listeners. I'm here today because we are sitting with Monica and Camilla from Radio Aluna Theater. We are big fans of them and have just spent the last hour recording an episode of Merendiando. By the time this mini-sode that you're listening to is released, that Merendiando episode with Kamari and I will have been out for a couple weeks. You can listen to that episode at alunatheater.ca or wherever you listen to podcasts. Monica and Camila are both incredible forces in our communities. I've had the pleasure of being in their vicinity over the last few years, and I'm always struck by the care and laughter they bring into so many different spaces and creative worlds. Monica is a comedian, theater artist, and writer, and Camila is a musician, theater, and community artist. We are so excited to ask you our Pandemic Possibilities questionnaire. Thank you for taking the time to chat with us, and welcome to Possibilities Podcast. You can totally woo. <laughs> <laughs> We're just like, woo, girls. But uh, Oman, that was great pronunciation on Merendiando. Sí. Oh, I'm glad, I'm glad I nailed it. I, I was listening really hard when you guys said it before. <laughs> so we're, we're going to start off by just like, how are you both? And what has your pandemic experience been thus far? I mean, it's hard, you know, who should start? But also, it's just a lot. It's a lot. Monica, you start. You have a cool story. You have had a cool time. I do. I do. I'm really cool. Right now, I'm okay. I'm good. I just drank water and that was real nice. Mm, like water. Nice. Adult oh. beverage. Yeah, I know. Really important. And uh, how was how is my pandemic experience? I don't know. It's surreal. It's, it's, it's quite surreal because I think to see now that we're getting into the year and you see like memories on, on social media and you're like, oh, it's been a whole year and I have seen three people. Like... <laughs> It's 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 weird, but also I my uh, my whole family is in Mexico and Texas, so see the experience of people in other countries has also been really I'm gonna say weird because we we are all fa- following the guidelines of our governments, and oh, governments are real different <laughs> in every part of the world and cities, so it's been. I mean, it's been quite surreal to see what lives my family and friends are living in in other countries and see what the guidelines are here. So that has been really interesting, really, really interesting to see. And and yeah, and just, I don't know, I spent a lot of time with Camila, which is really nice. So Camila, what's up? (laughs) We spend a lot of time together because we work on this podcast project and we've been doing it for the whole pandemic. Like we actually started the last season like a month or so before the pandemic happened. So we had like everyone else to like switch our tactics of how we were going to interview people and connect with people, how we were going to work. Like I think I've only seen your feet like twice this year, Monica, (laughs) in person. So that's cool. You could say a million things about this last year because it just 
the the density of experience of sensation that happened this year for all of us is we're going to be unpacking that for years to come i think what comes to mind is that a conversation i was having with my roommate we are both really passionate about uh indigenous people's sovereignty and we are both very passionate about actually taking action on that and helping people organize around that and supporting that and you were saying monica like looking at your year your flashbacks a year ago like this time last year do y'all remember what was happening there was like protests all over the the train tracks were Mm -hmm. occupied it was it felt Mm -hmm. like there was this huge crest of energy and 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 focus across the world across this body of land and then the pandemic happened and i for one had to like turtle up inside my hole and i i kind of lost so many threads not let go of them but i like just that energy i just don't it it went also to somewhere else it was much less mm-hmm. in the public eye mm-hmm. and i lost a lot of my capacity to like do anything <laughs> for no. a long time and i was talking with my roommate about like so if we think about this as like an apocalypse moment, one of many in a legacy of apocalypses that have happened for a long time for lots of people and things that are to come, like destructions of systems and stuff, I know that I always had this vision of who I wanted to be in that kind of moment. Like I had this vision of like, and finally all of the studying I did about food preservation will finally be so useful to everyone and I will be able to make food for the people and garden and then I will, take all my money out of my bank and just like radicalize really intensely and things are not happening the way that I thought and there's a lot of judgment that I had for the first couple months being like why can't you just like be out there in the encampments doing all of that work that you thought you would be able to do and it's like yeah sometimes life surprises you and you're not that person but that doesn't mean that what you're doing is not good or useful or part of some kind of movement it's just like the person I thought I was going to be is not the person I am. And that is a big part of my pandemic experience, like reconciling that, those two things. That's powerful. Yeah. And and so, oh, I'm just like, yeah, that's so real. Because I think we have this idea of what disaster is going to bring out in us. And maybe sometimes it's going to bring out grief first mm-hmm. and just like stillness first before it, the other things can rebuild. That's That's really beautiful. Yeah. So what... What has been sustaining you in this time, though? I want to know. What's feeding you in all kinds of ways? Monica's giving me eyebrows. <laughs> like who should Monica's go? eyebrows are feeding all of us. <laughs> We're eyebrow communicating. Um, okay, I will go. I'll go. A moment that kind of has to do with what I was talking about before. We put this sign out on our front lawn because all summer I was like, okay, if I can't go out and like go to all these protests and help organize these things, I, you know, we still, me and my housemates and I, we still went to protests, some of them, but not as much as we thought, you know. Long yeah. story short, we're like, how can we show our feelings not on the internet because we're so tired of that, not on social media because it's very dense right now. So I got a bunch of chalk and I would write things on my sidewalk like, hey, black people in my neighborhood, you are precious and I love you and things like that. And then we got a sign for our front lawn that's about, I forget what it says, but it's basically like, we support indigenous sovereignty movements all around. And then the person who lives right across the street from me, I can see right now in my window, this person left a really beautiful letter in our mailbox being like, hey, I just want to say 
we've been seeing what you're doing up front in your house and it's really cool thank you so much for being so vocal and like it feels like a human moment in the midst of like so much um, distance and not not seeing people and that and that was really cool because it felt like really small and like the very least i could do but the connections between people and my neighbors like i never met that person before i like that that's sustaining me like they Mm -hmm. they took the time to write a letter and then i wrote a letter back to them and then maybe in the summer maybe we're gonna have tea on the porch or something at a distance oh so beautiful yeah so that's cool neighbors are cool i didn't know my neighbors that much before and now I do. I knew. I know at least three new neighbors. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I love that. Yeah, Monica. Um, I don't know. A lot of a lot of things are sustaining me. Doing the podcast sustains me a lot. It really. I love routines. It's something we were talking in the morning. Like I have routines for everything. I know I need to do certain things in order for my day to go. Yeah. Um. So that has help me a lot I start doing yoga which is like never in my life uh (laughs) but I love it I love it so much because it's like even though I'm not maybe doing it right it's just like 30 minutes with myself to just breathe and and be okay which is really nice and also uh it's gonna sound corny but my partner I adore my partner with all my heart and and uh she uh truly uh, has become like a person who like we will panic at the same time and it works and then we when we're like this is too much we go to therapy because because don't <laughs> put that on your partner pay yeah. a professional um, but yeah so that's that's been really nice and I don't know I, I have a lot of things I, I I'm a person who if you're in my group of friends I will text you a lot and just being like hey how are you hey I love you hey what's up so I I try to talk to my friends pretty often yeah, my family pretty often to my sister pretty often. I try to just connect with a lot of people, which is great. And sometimes it's just like, <laughs> and one thing I would say, watching series in Spanish, that has given me so much life because it, it it just puts me in a state of relaxation in in a way. Just yeah. to hear the, the language I grew up with is <sighs> what a joy. It just makes me feel like I'm home, which is mm. pretty That's beautiful. I love those answers, all of those answers. Yeah. And I love this like connection both to people that you may not have connected with before, as well as this connection to people that you are already connected to. Like, how do you maintain that? And Monica, if you didn't say schedules and routine, I I was going to call you out on it and be like, I know, I know a routine is sustaining you. (laughs) I know. And that's so magical. Yeah. and love and love is sustaining. That's and love and humans and relationships. Oh, yeah. And I just feel like everyone is really hungry for that right now. So for me, it's also finding the way where I can do it, and and it that's also sustainable. So slowly for me, like that. That's why I like the letter thing personally, because I'm like. She took like, I don't know how long she was thinking about writing that letter, but then she sent it. And I took like a good week or so to respond. And it wasn't like, you know, text or anything. I liked that for me. That was. That I mean, was- that's really nice. I'm like, we, we don't write letters anymore. We should be writing more letters. In, in this pandemic, I should be writing more letters. In this pandemic time, I, I refound a bunch of letters and I actually love the process of letter writing because I feel like you, you do, you get to sit down, not in front of a screen, really think about what you're writing and, and send it off and kind of, there, it feels like there's this like magic of 
who knows if it will get to where it needs to be, but you just trust that it'll arrive there at the time that it's it's needed. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, there, yeah, there's like so much about figuring out how to move within these new kind of time models and like letting go of productivity things in particular ways and rethinking how we monitor our days via time. And so I'm, I'm wondering for both of you, like in this period of time, what have you noticed you've been shedding or letting go of? It's a big one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let me call my, my therapist. <laughs> you can patch them in. Own a friend. <laughs> Just like... Yeah, you have three lifelines. You can use that. <laughs> I don't know. That's a really big question. Yes, on the spot. <laughs> I mean, I will say, like, Camila, you were talking about this like reorienting to your sense of self. And that feels like there's, there's like this shedding of who you thought you might be. Yep. Which I, I feel like that's something that I like, I too have been in this process of like, <laughs> who am I? How am I orienting myself? What do I actually need to sustain myself in this new context? Cause I had some ideas before and now it feels different. Yeah. Monica. I'll go. I think one, one, there's, I think it's many, many, many things. And it's like every hour of the day, I'm like, oh, like now you have time with yourself uh, forever. You can really think about everything you've done in your life and then being like, what? Um, but one thing that I, I heard not long ago, my partner was watching. I don't, I don't know what she was watching, but she was watching something. I was falling asleep, but I heard the only thing I heard from there was like, you're not responsible for your parents' happiness. Mm-hmm. And it literally like was like, oh, because I think something that I've learned now that I'm completely disconnected from them physically, like I can go there and they can't yeah. come here. Like there's rules that say that I can't and it's mm-hmm. it's not allowed. It really, from a perspective of like, okay, you're on your own, on your own, on your own. What do you want to do for yourself? And, and and that is something that I think I, I'm starting to like shut away of being like, I don't, yes, I, I want to make them happy and, and all that stuff. But I'm also like, I'm not responsible for that, which I haven't like fully uh, made because who knows if I will fully do it. But it's a little bit more present in my head since, since the pandemic started that I'm like, you are on your own, literally on your own. And you need to figure it out. So what are you going to do? And what do you want to do? Which is something that I sometimes I'm not able to question because as most people know, because I tell it everywhere, I'm not out out to my family and my parents. So it's been it's been interesting also with the Internet trying to 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 hide (laughs) when everything's out there. I feel you. Mm, Yeah, that's good. That's That's awesome. That's a huge realization and a huge new orientation to find. Mm -hmm. massive I think what I'm shedding is I've been doing a lot of writing and a lot of creative work I I had a lot of perceptions of what was possible for me what I what kind of an artist I was even like like what I thought a good artist does and what I need to do to make good art and I was very paralyzed like before this pandemic and I went into a couple projects that were I was planning on having during this year, knowing that I was going to tackle that 
those perceptions because I felt very like frozen in place, like very afraid to show new work, only showing it a little bit and um, wanting to like really break out of that shell I made for myself. Mm. And this year I've really been, whew, yeah, I've been, how do I even put it to words? Like I've been lucky enough to do a, a bunch of uh, playwriting workshops with the support of Aluna Theater who we work with and just writing in community and sharing it uh, as part of those workshops helped me see that like, and we were talking about this a little bit earlier, Umang, like some of the things that we think are just casual, kind of not even that good, people are like, that is amazing. Can, I want more of that story. I want more of that writing. What was that that you were going for there? And and I'm realizing I don't have to work so hard to make something good. Like even if I just express how I'm feeling right now and period, like why do I judge it? Why do I quantify it? And like breaking a lot of molds in my head about what is good creativity and what is bad, what is useful and not. So I'm really doing that a lot. I'm trying to let go of like, of if somebody doesn't like what I'm making, then it's not ready. It's not good. It's nope, nope. <laughs> I, I, I had this desire to share. So just doing that is going to be a good thing. And I'm obviously still on that path, but yeah, it's just a lot of uh, self-perceptions of creativity. It's that's powerful. Yeah. 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 And such a such a huge shift to actually make into like I'm going to be vulnerable, put myself out there and shift what I think this is going to be and how it's going to be received. And also that too with like parents and and being like this is a thing that I'm responsible for this is a thing I'm not responsible for I'm just gonna put that out there and see how it lands I do really feel like this is like a time to practice practice shedding and practice all of those things that y'all brought up it just feels like a good time to practice because like also this distance lets you try like it just feels like there's a different thing at stake in a very small way, it makes me think about it's not as deep and as large as what we're talking about here, but I decided to get bangs Yeah, um, yes. in September. Maybe. And I was like, you know what? That's fun. I've never tried that. I can just be on Zoom and just hide them if I don't like them. And it, I just gave myself the chance to do it. And that's just one example of like... I love that. What you can do. Yeah. <laughs> It's true. Get your quarantine haircuts on now when you Got can it, hide you? and modify it on Zoom if you need to. Yeah. True. Yeah. I also did my first ever self haircut this year, which I was oh, very okay. uptight about. I was never going to do it myself because I only go to barbers. Mm. But <laughs> how did it go? It's happening right now. I mean, it's it a looks little good. bit of a mess. So it's okay. Yeah. The yeah. Back, back's a mess, but nobody sees it because I'm on there Zoom. There you go. Magic uh, of Zoom. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. So on, on that note, what has been the magic of the pandemic for you? What has like been able to grow or a breakthrough that's something that only maybe could have happened in this time in a way? Mm -hmm. We need to think about this question, though. We always I feel like this is something I need to think about every day. Like, what is the magic of today? Like, not think of the the terror and the pain <laughs> of it. I find magic a lot. So I, was like, I, I love it. I love it. I, I don't know. I there's different ways, but as as a comedian, I've been able to work 
not work, but do shows uh, with Bad Dog Comedy Theater where they have brought troops or, or other comics from around the world. So that's been pretty fun. In our own podcast, uh, it's been really fun to interview people from everywhere, mm-hmm. which I think it's 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 sad but magical. <laughs> sad magic. Uh, <laughs> so magic. <laughs> so I think that's that's something that it's it's fun. I think for some of my group of friends, it it forces to stay in touch more often because it was like we need to make it happen. Because if not, I think time during the pandemic is like, oh no, it's like a year has gone by and I didn't talk to half of the people. So I think that magic, like Leslie, uh, is, is a dear friend of mine, and Leslie was like, you need to come to my porch. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, me and my partner went, which was amazing because Leslie was like, so I was like interrogating my partner. And that was beautiful because I love Leslie. <laughs> uh, but it was like, I think that's there's some magical things about it that it's like that, like with, even with my family or my parents, like we have a weekly day that we talk to because we needed that connection. And I love uh, structure and <laughs> rules and stuff like that. So it really has helped me. Uh, and another thing that I think it's quite magical is when the pandemic started, I hadn't, like, I I was in a relationship for, like, we were together for six months. And then, the pen, well, I count six months. Everybody has their own counting. Uh, but <laughs> I'll just say that <laughs> because I know when she listens, she'll be like, mm, but I was like, hey. Uh, but is it, it really forced us to be like, we need to communicate everything because we depend, like, our survival <laughs> literally depends on being super honest with each other i think that a magical thing that happened was i actually made me grow up a lot in a, in a relationship because i had relationships before and if any of my exes are listening to this you're all wonderful and i love all of you but this <laughs> was one that i feel that it, it was like oh i realized how much time it takes from both sides and how much energy a relationship really takes and how much honesty and like work but I think if it wasn't the pandemic we wouldn't have that much time to be like let's sit down and think about all our boundaries because this is the only way we can manage this pandemic so I think that's another magical thing and also being with Camila forever is magical that's powerful and beautiful and so many amazing things (laughs) Monica you listed like seven things and I love that (laughs) I love that about you Yeah, definitely. Um, me and Monica's relationship has like definitely grown and solidified this year, I think. Like it's just we have to be so generous with each other and, and so clear and 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 understand each other's language to like work together. And it's been really, really cool to get to know Monica this year and, and grow that like strength mm-hmm. of relationship. But you know, wow, what a cool question though. Yeah, I don't know. Monica, you listed so many things. I wish I could just pick one of yours. I think there's lots of magic. You know, there has to be. There has to be. But I think all of mine are a little bit like sensitive, like kind of like I'm like shy to share them because they're just so like, they're so personal to me, but I'm going to share them. I'm going to share one. So yeah, one, one magical thing that I didn't expect is understanding that Emotional intimacy doesn't have to equal harm or scariness. And thinking about my relationship with my roommates. So like, Monica, you're thinking about like you, your relationship, you had to like 
get really good at communication. Me and everyone in my house, we didn't sign up for this social contract of suddenly being each other's bubble. And I live, mm. I've lived with like five to three people fluctuating in this house. It's like several people in, in a shared house. Mm-hmm. And uh, none of us went into this agree- like house thinking that we were going to have to be together and like be each other's people for this year. But but we we have tried our best to show up and do that. And, and it has been like, okay... I guess I have to be patient and, and, and really not judge that you are in a very anxious stress state right now. And, you know, normal roommate stuff, like sometimes mm-hmm. you would normally just like close the door and just like leave. But we're really trying to like do activities together as much as we can and then also give each other space and cook for each other. And it's like, okay, like letting that happen and not being sad that I wish it was someone else, you know, it, it's these people are actually mm-hmm. really amazing and different and not necessarily i you know they're they're all so different from me but i learn a lot from each of them and uh when we do just when i do just like there's this this when i okay there's this phrase in the house that's like we provide opportunities for connection not obligation so when i mm-hmm. create an opportunity for connection and like suggest something that we all do together uh it can be really good it can mm-hmm. be cool and 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 just getting to know the people who are directly close to me has been pretty magical because it's like a new challenge of how to um how to get what you need from the people who are around you who you have access to yeah that's that's powerful that's all that's that's huge yeah that's so huge yeah (laughs) let's go with that answer (laughs) a buffet of answers monica (laughs) No, I love that. I feel like it's such a, it's both wonderful and, uh, you know, it's like, yeah, the people you live with and, you know, as you were saying, you don't really sign up for a roommate contract. And like, we're surviving an apocalypse together. So we got to buckle up with each other every single way, no matter what. And I think that's, it's a really incredible experiment to lean into that and find ways to make it work. And whew, magic. I mean, it could be that, or it could be you move out. Like it could be either. Yes. <laughs> and do here. what's best for you. You know, we support all of those things. Sometimes yeah. you gotta go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. And there's there's this like thread in there about like having honest conversations and figuring out communication. Cause I think that also wraps into like voicing your needs in a living situation. And mm-hmm. I think it's been really I I really kind of strive for having this kind of open, honest dialogue and communication with everyone that I I talk to. Mm. And I think it's it's been really magical to be able to see how other folks are coming into that with me in this time. And it's like, yes, we got to be honest about like what is working, what's not working, what we need. If we need to see each other more, if we need to message each other more, whatever that may be. And and that feels like, yeah, so magical to be, to have that time and space to think about that and to practice it. Practice times. Yeah, it really feels like this is practice time. It's kind of like you don't even get to practice. Like, here you go, like throwing you right into the, <laughs> the spotlight. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Love it. I just want to say thank you to both of these people for coming here, hanging out with us, answering our pen- possibilities questionnaire. We're so... We were so excited to have you and have this conversation with you all and spend the day, bookend the day with you both. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having us. And, um, you know, to everyone who's listening, we're all in this together. 
I'm very curious to hear what you think too. So I don't know, comment on this. Tell <laughs> us your answers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That yes. <laughs> I, <love that. laughs> I don't know. I was like, I wish when I listen to this, I'm eating a chocolate. That's all I was thinking. <laughs> Camila's message was so beautiful. So I let's hope you're also it. eating a chocolate out there if that's what you want to be eating. <laughs> let's make, let's make that delicious real. thing that fuels and feeds you. I, I'm also reorienting towards the future where, Mon- uh, where Monica eats a chocolate where... <laughs> <laughs> Dream small, make it happen. Mm. Mm. I love it. Yes. Thank you both so much for chatting with us. I'm like so grateful that we got this time. And thank you for being vulnerable and sharing what this time has been like for you. We have an extended version of this episode with a bonus question about what Monica and Camilla are reorienting towards at this time on our Patreon. To listen to that and become a sustaining patron, find us at patreon.com slash possibilities podcast. We are an independent podcast, so your support means the world to us. Also, we love hearing from you. You can find us on Instagram at possibilities podcast or send us an email at possibilitiespodcast at gmail.com. The music in this episode is by Lal and Pentayo. Minisodes are edited by Mari, produced by Kamari, with creative direction by Umang. Thank you so much for listening. We are really grateful for your time. <laughs>